Welcome to Yingcast, our podcast for current and future leaders wanting to develop themselves further. Every month, the Alembic team discuss and share their thoughts on issues and topics that are common in the workplace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Yingcast. It's the usual people on today. We've got Rosanna. Hello, everybody. Matt. Hi there. And I'm Alice. Today we're going to be discussing time management. Um, we feel this is especially important uh, in the pandemic when a lot of us are working from home. Time management for many of us has been a real challenge at times. Many of us have lost our routines that we may have relied upon to be more productive. Now that we have more time, as we're not commuting to the office or traveling between meetings, how can we use that time more wisely? And that's what we'll be discussing today. In late 2020, Mindshop surveyed over 200 business leaders and advisors from across the globe. They wanted to understand their thoughts on the impact on their business and themselves personally of the global pandemic. According to this survey, leaders see the biggest barrier to achieving their growth objectives in 2021 is having little or no capacity. So with that in mind, how can we start to make the most of our time? I think this is something which um, has also been relevant pre-COVID. So probably one of the, the biggest barriers to change, particularly when we're looking at implementation, is uh, time. And that's probably counts with people at all levels in business. Um, we actually use a tool called 168 hours, which is something which you can use to plot your time across different areas of your life. Um, it's a tool we work through with a lot of our clients, particularly when time is quoted as a, a barrier to change. Um, I think it's also something which is really helpful outside of the context of work. Uh, your time isn't really segmented into just work and not work, particularly now. Um, and I think that's where something like 160 hours could become really helpful um, in our post-COVID landscape where the barriers have become a little bit blurred. Some people have got a little bit more time. Some people have got a little bit less time. Um, and it might really help people to start plotting the different areas of their life where they're using up their time and perhaps where they'd like to change things around to be more productive or to assign things um somewhere that they think would be more useful for them yeah definitely i completely resonate with that matt i think i mean it's a great tool just to sort of get a bit of clarity on sort of where you're spending your time i think at the moment there's quite a lot of uh, apprehension about um lockdown easing and actually the volume of things that we'll be doing probably more outside of work, uh, but maybe at work and more travel time as we sort, sort of get back into the office as well. So I think there's a bit of apprehension and anticipation about just having more things, you know, on our agenda. And so I completely relate to the research that's come out that, uh, you know, capacity is going to be a big thing for leaders. Um, and I, I also think that, you know, we've had a bit of a unpredictable year in terms of where businesses are heading and what the impact is going to be and so there's still a bit of firefighting going on in terms of working out what status quo is to then draw on a strategy for you know what does the next year look like 
Um, so I think it is a real challenge. And I think the more that you can delegate and share the problem and just sort of bring more people into the conversation just to help, you know, share the workload, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Some, something which I always find fascinating um, when we periodically do the 168 hours for ourselves um, is that how much of just bringing light to what you're doing with your time can help. Um, I'm sure everybody can appreciate how easy it can be to just run into a time sink where you've 10 hours of your week that's left unaccountable for um, and you just run off your feet. And this can be something which is a really good reflective exercise and can really help you sort out what's going on in your, your own head um, as well as getting it down onto paper to make a, an action plan. Um, I know for me, when I took some time um, back into my life from removing the commute at the start of lockdown, uh, doing this exercise gave me just heaps more clarity on what I was doing and really incre increased my productivity personally. I was just gonna say, um... The point you made about lost time I think is a really vital point um, I guess for most of us uh, the commute is probably that time that we've got back but maybe is a little bit lost it's probably quite easily um, swallowed up by other things I think if pre-pandemic if I'm allowed to say that um, if we said that we would get our commute time back every day it would feel like we had a lot more time um, and we'd probably be thinking, oh, if I had that time, I'd do X or I'd do Y. Um, I wonder if maybe we could think about where that time's going and the 168 hours is a great tool for that. Yeah, I think my view on time management is all about, you know, just encouraging people to take more ownership of, of your time and sort of where you spend it and how you spend it um one of the things that we used to say a lot was around the power of the word no and actually when you've got a lot on your plate actually how good are you at saying no to stuff so it's like pre-delegation just say no to things in the first place and it's not there to delegate um if you see what I mean. So I do think there's going to be an element of you know radical prioritization in terms of what we need to cover um but, but but i also think the other side of it is when you're saying no what does that space or what does what space does that create for you to then do and what are you going to do with that um and i think we have got into a habit of having back-to-back -back video calls um and not leaving any space to do work and so i think for some people it's therefore meant that actually hours you know that commute time has been you know additional working hours you know where they get their job done outside of the zoom calls so i think just that taking control of it and seeing it on paper in black and white and then going i can change this i can control this or maybe asking the question, what can you change? What can you delegate? But also, what could you have said no to? I definitely hear that on the on the back-to-back -back Zoom meetings. I've, I've heard that from several people, um, generally complaining that their day is eaten up, eaten up by a series of constant Zoom calls. Um, I suppose I have another angle to come in from as well, that yes, it's difficult time management. It always has been. And it's, really not significantly 
different in terms of manageability during COVID. So do just give yourself a break. There's always going to be lost time. Nobody's 100% efficient. I mean, if you're losing 50% uh, of your data, wasted time, it's making you unhappy, then you know that's a signpost to start looking at something like 168 hours. Um, but if you're looking at your day and there's a couple of hours wasted here and there, and really you're ultimately happy with that, uh, don't beat yourself up. Nobody's perfect. There's always going to be downtime and time wasted in uh, transition between things. Um, get, get a healthy balance that you're happy with and works and fits your life um, would be my advice. I think that's great advice. Um, I would just echo that. I think um, as leaders, it's very easy to almost wear the hours that you've worked as a badge of honour when actually you are human and you do need to look after yourself, both for yourself and those around you, but also for those that you lead. We often say, you know, you should start from within and in yourself, um, fix your own mask first before helping anybody else. So I think that's a really important point. If there's that in airline terminology. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I also just wonder whether it's worth mentioning here about you know not achieving growth objectives which came out in the report that you've quoted alice um and actually so capacity being the biggest barrier this year you know who's involved in that conversation around what the growth objectives are and how can you get more support um and that's a really i think a difficult balancing act you know you don't want too many people involved in the projects otherwise you just end up with project lists as long as your arm and that's then a job just to coordinate all of that but um the prioritization between urgent and important so achieving growth objectives uh, possibly being seen more as important rather than urgent and there being at the moment given the levels of uncertainty possibly more things that feel urgent and just thinking and reflecting about what the right balance of urgent versus important things that you really should be doing. Um, and so how much neglect is there on the growth objectives and how much of that is just focusing on the, you know, the urgent stuff and, you know, is there a problem solving, you know, conversation to have around that? Um, so I just think, you know, what what are you actually trying to achieve this year? What are your growth objectives and what capacity do you need to create to be able to deliver that um, is the other way of looking at it. There's lots of food for thought there in terms of, you know, ways to tackle, um, you know, capacity issues. I think 168 hours is a great, great tool for just sort of seeing it in the black and white and, you know, seeing the transition that you need to make and you know getting honesty around that and then I think you know we've talked a lot about routines and the discipline that's required to really self-manage your diary when maybe you know it's really difficult to leave your desk and go into the next room you know so there's no train to catch so I, th I think you know we talked about a lot of really good practical tips and we've got a really good template on the 168 hours um, so we can share that around if anyone wants it Yeah, I just have one more small thing um, that I think, well, 
we've discussed this <laughs> just before the podcast um, that maybe at Alembic we could work on this as well as a team but um, I read somewhere about setting a time cap for your meetings so rather than having longer meetings have a limit on how long your meetings can be I suppose just to uh, try and streamline and get to the solution uh, more quickly so I think maybe we could start thinking about that at Alembic um, as a possible rule. Yeah I mean I think it's a really hard balance isn't it because part of the reason or the root cause of that is just because we don't have as much time together so there's an element to our meetings where we're catching up and we're like how, how you know how are you and how's your morning been and you know you know can I help with anything and then there's another thing around um you know the balance between having that contact time with each other and making sure that you're speaking to each other and catching up in the way that you normally would but then as with the previous point is um you know well do we do that in an 8 30 team catch up and then it's just another half an hour of you know zoom call just sort of socializing and catching up so it's the balance isn't it between the two like wanting to have that soft downtime catching up you know the you know just being a team and um more than the work and then the sort of time boxing of meetings which is really really important and being disciplined you know you know aim to finish all your meetings early but i think it is more difficult at the moment because you also just want to check in but then you don't want to do it because it's another zoom meeting so um i think it is a difficult balance to find so just to summarize what we've covered in today's Zoomcast, lots of us have experienced a loss of definition between our work and home life um, so we chatted a bit about the 168 hours tool and how that can help hopefully help to increase your productivity um, as it gives you more clarity on where you're spending your time. Um, we said about the importance of delegation and sharing the workload, the importance of taking ownership of how and when you spend your time, the power of saying no, you know, not just saying yes to everything and then things piling up, the danger of the habit of back-to-back -back calls, seeing if we can take back a little bit of control with that, giving yourself a break. No one is 100% efficient, as Matt said. Um, we are human and we need a break. Regarding achieving your growth objectives, thinking about who is involved in that and then the difference between what's urgent and important, getting the right balance between tasks that are important and tasks that are urgent, thinking about your growth objectives and then the capacity that's needed in order to achieve those, um, the delicate balance between catching up and relationship building and also you know, getting our heads down and time boxing meetings. Uh, and then finally, if you do want to be sent the 168 hours tool, then please do email me and I will send this over to you. Just one more thing of interest before we finish the session today. We have a blog article written by Nick, Sarah, Matt and Rosanna that links, I think, quite nicely to this episode of Yinkast on time management. Um, it covers how the pandemic has changed our perception of time. It's full of the team's own personal experiences throughout the pandemic and thought-provoking questions, as well as some top tips from the team. 
If you're interested, you can find that on our website, alembicstrategy.com, in the blog section. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Yingcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yingcast. We hope you enjoyed it. To get the heads up on future podcasts, you can sign up to our mailing list through our website, alembicstrategy.com, in the Get Involved section. If you enjoyed this, then you might also be interested in our other events. You can sign up to our newsletter for updates on our latest events and articles. Also, look out for Strategy Cafe, our regular leadership webinar, where Nick, our MD, interviews prominent leaders.